Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19 reads, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There is a call to obedience. It's the Lord's call to obedience. It's the gospel call to obedience. The disciples' call to obedience, that we walk in obedience and that we live obedience. Romans chapter 1, verse 5, it reads, Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. If we think of our lives as a house, every room is to be filled with obedience. Every room full of obedience. If we think of our lives like a house, in the living room, obedience. In the dining room or the feasting room, obedience. In the entertainment room, obedience. In the storage room, obedience. In the furnace room, obedience. In the bedroom, obedience. The entranceway, obedience. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Obedience is taught, isn't it? Just as a parent teaches a child, so too our Father teaches us obedience. Our Heavenly Father teaches us obedience. We all know what happens to a child when the parent doesn't teach them obedience. When there's no vision for obedience. Obedience is taught by the Word of God. It's taught by the Holy Bible, isn't it? Obedience is taught by pastors and leaders and Christian workers. Obedience is taught by parents and grandparents. Hebrews 12, verse 8. We all should welcome God's discipline as the validation of authentic sonship. For if we have never once endured his correction, it only proves we are strangers and not sons. See, the Lord has his holy school of obedience. Obedience is taught by discipline. Obedience is taught by wisdom. Where would we be without this teaching, or who would we be without this teaching? I believe it's the heart of every true believer that they would say we're thankful for this teaching. This teaching of obedience, that the Lord would come and take time to work on us. That he left us with a book that teaches us obedience. You see, obedience sets us running. Obedience drives us on in the faith. It 
propels us, it pushes us. It takes us further with the Lord. Disobedience doesn't. And so there's this call to obedience, and obedience is taught. Obedience is sought. John 15, verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command. And John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. So no matter if it's 14 or 15 first, obedience. God is calling us to obedience. If you love me, you'll obey. That's what's really being said. If you're my friends, you'll obey. 2 John 6, this is love that we walk according to his commandments. And the Passion Translation reads, this love means living in obedience to whatever God commands us. We seek obedience and we pursue obedience because of our deep love for the Lord. Can we agree on that tonight? We desire to obey. We desire obedience. We pursue obedience because we know it's what blesses his heart. We pursue obedience because we know it's what he desires for us. We pursue obedience because we know it's what he requires of us. We pursue obedience because we know that he deserves nothing less. And we pursue obedience because we want to be his friends. Obedience has to become our vision or we will cast off restraint. We'll run wild. Obedience is sought. Words of Charles Spurgeon. The obedience that comes from faith is of a noble kind. The obedience of a slave ranks very little higher than the obedience of a well-trained horse or dog. For it is tuned to the crack of the whip. Obedience which is not cheerfully rendered is not the obedience of the heart, and consequently is of little worth before God. If the man obeys because he has no opportunity for doing otherwise, and if, were he free, he would at once become a rebel, there is nothing in his obedience. The obedience of faith springs from a principle within and not from compulsion without. It is sustained by the mind's soberest reasoning and the heart's warmest passion. Obedience is caught. You can catch somebody else's obedience. Obedience infects, obedience affects. And can we be reminded tonight that bad company corrupts good character? That bad company corrupts good obedience. But obedience can infect and affect, but I'd like to say this tonight. Obedience is contagious, but only when obedience is courageous. Obedience is contagious, but only when obedience is courageous. 
Obedience is bought. Romans 5, 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. 1 Peter 1, verses 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. The voice reads, I am sending this letter to those who have been selected and destined by God the Father and made holy by God the Spirit, that you may be obedient to Jesus the Anointed and purified by the sprinkling of His blood. May grace and peace beyond all reckoning be yours. Jesus' obedience paid for our obedience. And when we look at our lives, we too can buy obedience. In fact, we must. We buy a life of obedience with every step taken, with every decision made, with every word spoken. It gets so ingrained in us. Obedience is bought. Obedience is wrought. It is shaped in us. It is fashioned in us. It is twisted, formed, produced, created. Thank the Lord that He works obedience in us. Listen to these verses, Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, You are our Father. We are the clay, and You are the potter, and all we are the work of Your hand. Philippians 2.13, God will continually revitalize you in planting within you the passion to do what pleases Him. The NLV, He is working in you. God is helping you obey Him. Can we receive that tonight? God is doing what He wants done in you. Words of Charles Spurgeon, Is there a heart that will not bend to thy divine control? Descend, O sovereign love. Descend and melt that stubborn soul. Obedience is fought. Obedience is fought. Obedience is fought by the prideful man. Obedience is fought by the enemy of our souls. Obedience is fought by others that hate the obedient because obedience strikes to their heart. There is a great plot against obedience since the beginning, since the creation of man, since the fall of man. There's been this plot against obedience to change the definition, to make it look different, to downplay obedience. Wipe it away. Can I suggest tonight that outside of obedience there is no freedom? Outside of obedience to Christ there is no freedom. Outside of obedience to His commands, the words that He has 
laid out for us. There is no freedom. There is no victory in disobedience. There's no life on the other side of disobedience. There's no approval on the other side of disobedience. You think of a child with their parent. The parent doesn't show approval when there's disobedience. There's no freedom. There's no blessing on the other side of disobedience. There's no favor on the other side of disobedience. There's no anointing on the other side of disobedience. And that's why God says, be obedient. He knows the great plot. He knows the great plot. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There is a plot against every person's obedience. A plan, a scheme, a strategy. The message reads, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Words of Charles Spurgeon. There is a holy familiarity with God which cannot be too much enjoyed. But there is a flippant familiarity with God which cannot be too much abhorred. The Lord is king. His will is not to be questioned. His every word is law. Let us never question his sovereign right to decree what he pleases and to fulfill the decree to command what he pleases, and to punish every shortcoming. Because we have faith in God as Lord of all, we gladly pay him our homage and desire in all things to say, your will be done in earth as it is done in heaven. You know that faith produces obedience? Obedience that comes from faith. When you have faith in the Lord, you obey. When you don't have faith in the Lord, you don't obey. When you have faith, belief that He is Lord and that He is sovereign, you obey. When you have faith in His commands, you obey. When you have faith and belief that He has only the best in store for you, you obey. When you have faith and belief that His ways are always higher, you always choose His way. When you have faith in the leading of the Holy Spirit, you're obedient. When you have faith that the discipline is for your good, you obey. Faith that the correction is for our salvation, we obey. Because the Bible says that we are saved, but that we are being saved. And so he's producing this obedience in us. 
Do you have faith in God? Do we have faith in God? Faith produces obedience. Obedience is really faith in action. Genuine obedience acts promptly. There's no reservation. There's no hesitation. Quick obedience. We don't have too many parents here tonight, but one day when you're a parent, you'll find out that quick obedience is a beautiful thing. It's wonderful. And I don't think God's sitting up there going, I'm okay with slack obedience. It's all right. My, is he gracious and merciful and kind and long-suffering with us? But can you think how it blesses his heart when there's quick obedience? Think of how it blessed your father's heart when there was quick obedience. How it blessed your mother's heart when there was quick obedience. And so too with God. If you want to bless his heart, quick obedience. Quick obedience blesses the heart of God, makes his heart rejoice. When he doesn't have to come time and time again and say, do this, get this right. Are we dealing with this again? But rather, we've bought a life of obedience because we love him. And so we obey and we obey and obedience becomes who we are. Obedient becomes who we are. Every room of our life is filled with obedience when you want to bless his heart. We walk through the front door in the entranceway, whatever would enter our life, obedience. The living room, Obedience. The dining room or the dinner room or the feasting room where we partake of things. Obedience. Slip into the entertainment room. Obedience. Or is obedience not found there? When you get into that room, you need obedience. The storage room, all the things we're storing up, obedience. The furnace room, the passion, the fire, obedience. Because we love him. And we want to please him and bless his heart. And we know that he only has the best in mind for us. One of the most quoted verses in the Bible and most read is Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm sure someone here tonight has it tattooed on their body. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I'm going to ask this, do we believe it?
do we receive it? You see, we can read that, we can quote it, we can have it on our arm, we can have it on our fridge, we can have it highlighted in the book. But the question tonight is, do we believe it? Because if we believe it, the faith will produce obedience. The belief will produce obedience. If I actually believe, okay, God, I know the thoughts that you have for me. You've said it, you've declared it. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give me a future and a hope. If this doesn't produce obedience in us, what will? The voice reads, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Eternal, plans for peace, not evil, to give you a future and a hope. I love that it says this, never forget that. We start going through life, we soon forget. It slips our mind and we fall to disobedience. But if we would live never forgetting that the Lord has the best in store for us, a plan to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope in the future that he destined for us, the future that we will love. The faith will produce obedience. Obedience gives us confidence, doesn't it? Confidence that we are in line with the Lord. Confidence that we are pleasing the Lord. We have confidence in His presence and we have confidence that He is watching over us. Obedience gives us confidence when storms rise up, when mountains stand in the way, when giants spew words on the battlefield, and when the enemy comes against us. The truth tonight is this, the obedient are confident in the Lord their God. Obedience brings grace and peace. It brings peace beyond all reckoning. You walk in peace, you're clothed in peace, you flow in peace, you talk in peace, you do life filled with peace, peace beyond reckoning. Peace beyond human understanding. Why? Because you know you're in line with God. But if there's disobedience and we know we're not in line with God, what happens to our confidence? Disobedience strips us of confidence. Deuteronomy 12, verse 28. Observe and obey all these words which I command you, that it may go well with you and your children after you forever when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six and 27, Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. There's blessing on the other side of obedience. Deuteronomy 11, verses 13 and 14. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine, and your oil. Come on. That's on the other side of obedience. This is what obedience produces in our life. It's what obedience produces in our homes, in our families. It's what obedience produces in the workplace. It's what obedience produces in the church. When we just get obedient because we love God and we have faith in what he said. And you know what he's saying to us tonight? Obedience is right for you. 
because he knows what disobedience will do to us, so he's trying to save us from destruction. He's trying to save us from regret. He's trying to save us from misery. He's trying to save us from a life separated from him. He's trying to bring us into freedom and victory, but the only way into freedom and victory is obedience. Disobedience strips us of the confidence. He wants us to be confident. He wants us to rise up knowing that God is for us. He wants us to walk out and know that God's got a plan and he's going to open doors that no man can shut and he's going to shut doors that no man can open. That things are going to happen, the miracles are going to happen, that when we speak, God's going to move because we're in line with him and we're confident because we're obedient. We're obedient because we have faith, because faith produces obedience. And obedience brings confidence. Genesis 4, 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you but you should rule over it. Obedience will cause us to rule over sin. When you remember that God has only good things in store for you, obedience. We can have the worship team return. You know, obedience is beautiful. And his promise remains the same today. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I'd like to say tonight, may obedience become us, that we do eat the good of the land. You know what C.S. Lewis said? Listen to these simple words, but I just love it. I was not born to be free. I was born to adore and obey. I wasn't born to be free. I was born to adore and obey. That's where freedom lies. That's where life lies. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said these words, you can only learn what obedience is by obeying. We might be here tonight, we don't know what obedience is. We don't know the freedom that comes with a life of obedience. We don't know the victory that comes with a life of obedience. We don't know the blessing. We don't know the confidence. We don't know the security. We don't know the anointing. We don't know the freedom that comes with a life of obedience. But you can only learn what obedience is by obeying. You can only learn what obedience means by obeying. You can only learn what obedience does and what it produces by obeying. There's no other way. We can look at others. We can look at a life of obedience and we say, my love, I would love, I would love to have what you have. Obedience. Obedience all the days of our life. Obedience to death. Let's stand tonight.
my prayer is that we see it differently. That we don't see obedience as something we have to do, but it's something we get to do. You see how that changes life? And all these things, you could just break it all up. Like going to church isn't something we have to do, it's something we get to do. Holding to right ethics isn't something I have to do, it's something I get to do. Being morally pure, it's not something I have to do, it's something I get to do. It changes everything. It changes your outlook. It changes how you see. It changes how you do life. And so I do declare over us one of the most quoted verses tonight. For I know the plans. I know the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of peace, plans to prosper. To prosper you. Not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Can we receive that afresh tonight? And if that's all we get out of this and we walk out of here, I pray that we believe it. Because if we have faith in even that one verse, it's going to change everything. And that faith will produce obedience, and obedience will produce in our lives what only obedience can produce. It'll carry us to where only obedience can take us. You think of all the characters in the Bible. They didn't get where they got in God by disobedience. Obedience carried them to the fulfillment of the promise. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift this up. We'll pray and we'll close.